The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central. Here on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. Craig and Davis back here with you on the show until 2 o'clock Eastern. As Alex mentioned in his Sports Grid update, Joe Shane, the new general manager of the New York Giants, he will leave the Buffalo Bills at the end of their playoff run, whenever that is. And then, of course, they will continue to pursue an NFL head coach. Let's also get to our other headlines here on the show today, as we have 11 games tonight in the NBA. That's a good thing. we got the Bulls and Bucks headlining, of course, the slate. We'll preview that coming up from a DFS perspective in about 10 minutes from now. Number 14, Michigan. Number 8, Wisconsin. We'll highlight tonight's college basketball slate. Round two, the American Express is underway. And Major League Baseball is going to meet in person with the uh, with the players. And so they'll have some sort of counteroffer coming up on Monday. Hopefully we'll get some decent news. I know the National Baseball Hall of Fame announcement is next Tuesday. We'll do some discussion of that, Davis and I, and George Kurtz here on the show. But naturally, of course, the NFL coaching searches are underway thus far. Not had any new coaches hired. We've had a lot fired, but none hired. One of them who would seemingly be a candidate to be a head coach would be the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy, who year after year is asked over and over again, is this the year he's going to be a head coach? And does he think he deserves to be a head coach in the NFL? And he was asked that again yesterday. Appreciate the question. And 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 I just want to say this. I think I would bring a lot to the table. But at this particular time, the only thing I'm thinking about is what are we going to do to take care of Buffalo? And I think that's the most important thing. I don't want to sidetrack uh, anything from what we're trying to accomplish and what we're working on this week. But I appreciate the question, and uh, I'm grateful to be uh, thought of in that particular light. But my job right now is to make sure we stay focused, all right, and we start focusing on what's important. And the only thing that's important is making sure that our guys are ready for practice tomorrow. I mean, Andy Reid is going to be a Hall of Famer, first ballot when he is done for his two coaching gigs in Philadelphia and Kansas City. I mean, is Eric Bieniemy Davis like the worst interview ever when he tries to go for these jobs? Like, it's the only explanation I could come up with this with all of the other guys that have been hired, the Joe Judges, the Urban Myers. I, I don't understand this one. I don't understand it either because I feel like everything I've heard Eric Bieniemy say, you know, all of his discussions with the media, and I feel like the, you know, 
we get this with offensive minded head coaches where their coordinators get no respect. Like every time the chiefs offense does well, you know, they have all those cool goal line plays where they have the shifting and the motion and they're spinning in circles and stuff. I feel like everyone just credits Andy Reed with that stuff, right? Like everyone's like, Oh, Andy Reed is an offensive genius. He, he, he made Patrick Mahomes and, and he figured out how to use Travis Kelsey and Tyree kill. And I feel like the enemy doesn't really get any of the credit. So maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe it's just that Andy Reid is this great genius offensive head coach and people ascribe all the offensive success to Mahomes and Reid and don't give the credit to Biennemi. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Biennemi has been with Reid long enough to just take the blueprint of what Kansas City does and, and just copy it and, and be a head coach there. Hire a really sharp defensive guy and, and run. I, I, I don't get this one at all. With, with By the way, understand if, if somebody is not great in an interview room okay i mean that that does make some sense but look at some of the people who have gotten gigs over him and later in the show we're going to talk about somebody who's never even had a head coaching gig as a possibility of being a head coach as we welcome in our radio audience here on sports grid radio craig mish davis maddock this is fantasy sports today talking about some coaches in the nfl well now this is really hard to do because jerry jones apparently right now or in the last 30 minutes or so davis has gone on radio in dallas and all i'm reading is transcripts because obviously we're hosting a live show so it's really hard to see here but the notion that i'm getting from some of these transcripts is that mike mccarthy appears to be back with the dallas cowboys jones didn't say that definitively but he did say that he wants to bring back all of the people that he has under contract and then the other transcript i'm reading is it seemingly like he's going in on amari cooper quite a bit here saying that uh, he, at the very least, needs to, when he's on the field, create more uh, attention and get defenders to go over to him so, therefore, other people can be open. Now, I don't, I don't know. That's just transcript reading here. I'm going to have to watch the whole thing, but I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, I think that he is – I think that he's right. I mean, uh, Amari Cooper did not give everything that he could. Um, you know, part of it was he was a little bit banged up, but – you know, again, I think this is a spot where the team needs to be a little bit better in terms of self-scouting, and they need to ask, you know, why you're, you're a franchise quarterback who you're paying $42 million a year to, why in a playoff loss is Dalton Schultz your leading wide receiver? You know, I think that is, is a big question. And, you know, the other wrinkle here is they can get out of Amari Cooper's deal if they want to, but heading into the season – Michael Gallup is not going to be ready for week one, might not even be ready right. by week six or whatever with the torn ACL. So are you going to let go of Cooper and, and maybe or maybe not re-sign Gallup and have Dak out there with two tight ends, Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson? That doesn't feel particularly smart either. And you know what it really all comes down to, Craig? That awful, 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 awful Ezekiel Elliott contract really hamstrings them in terms of adding guys on offense, which is um, it's a, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, well, we'll see. It, it definitely seems like some changes are coming with the Dallas Cowboys for sure. Based on that interview, I'm sure on Monday we'll have more on that here on Sports Grid. But coming up next, it is time for us to dive into the NBA tonight, the 11 game schedule. Who are we picking tonight over on Daily Roto and with Brett Levy's picks in terms of DFS? We'll preview the games coming up next. Get out your FanDuel apps. We'll help you out. Great, great. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Those of you getting ready to play the slate tonight in DFS over on FanDuel, you're in luck because we're going to go over this 11-game slate tonight in the NBA. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. We'll bring in Brett Levy for that discussion as well. Uh, also, one update looks like uh, Tyrese Halliburton of the Sacramento Kings has cleared protocols. He will be back for the Kings tonight. Not sure if that changes anything with these lineups, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, Davis, first I'll go to you, and then Brett, of course, will reveal his lineup for tonight. Davis, how do you see this slate this evening? Well, we have uh, we have a big 11-game slate coming down for us. Uh, some fairly interesting spots. We have the Brooklyn Nets, who uh, are, are, of course, without the services of Kevin Durant, still trying to figure out uh, what's going on with their rotation. LaMarcus Aldridge, the last game they played, was the guy you absolutely had to have. I think he had like 62 uh, fan duel points in the end. So uh, definitely turning back the clock a little bit there. We've got some health and safety protocol teams as uh, as per usual. Uh, the Detroit Pistons are pretty thin. Killian Hayes just got injured. So I am excited to see what value guys Brett has mined out for us here, but uh, definitely a big, healthy 11-game slate. So um, Brett, let's go ahead and turn it over to the backcourt and uh, run me down who you have here. Yeah, so I'm going to start off with this magic game tonight. Cole Anthony uh, playing pretty well for the Orlando Magic. They face off against the Lakers, who are going through some guard issues. Davis, Russell Westbrook benched at the end of that last game. Uh, Priced very low tonight. Davis even lower than the other night when we talked about him. But I'm staying away, going to the other side, Cole Anthony. And then Kobe White going to be starting For the uh, Chicago Bulls, uh, Lonzo Ball out. Um, They should hopefully be getting Levine back, you know, within the near future, Davis. But he's been out for a little bit. So Kobe White uh, going to be taking the majority of the ball handling duties for the Bulls. Tyrese Maxey, again, same principle. But for the 76ers, primary ball handler, going to have the ball in his hands for 30 minutes tonight. Uh, you know, and playing for the Sixers against the Clippers. And then uh, the last one, other side of that game, Clippers. I guess he's more of a wing player. Uh, I'm surprised he kind of has shooting guard eligibility. But uh, Amir Coffey, pretty solid player uh, in the Big Ten at Minnesota. Uh, was a two-way player last year for the Clippers. But has played pretty well in these fill-in minutes for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So uh, priced pretty reasonably tonight, Davis. I feel like against 
Uh, Philadelphia's guards, these aren't the strongest guards uh, defensively. Korkmaz and, uh, you know, Seth Curry shouldn't really uh, affect Amir Coffey's offensive game too much. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely think you are pretty correct there. A couple of the other guards who I think are interesting. Cade Cunningham is all the way down at $5,200 on FanDuel. Uh, I know it is Utah. You know, they do have one of the best defenses in the NBA, and they have, they have good defensive guards, but that just seems cheap to me for him. A um, couple other, I mean, Jordan Poole gets that matchup against Houston. He's fairly interesting, and uh, we're, we're spending up at different spots in this lineup, but I do think Harden is going to have one of his classic you know, nine three-pointers made, draws 17 fouls or whatever, you know, one of his absolute explosion games. Don't know if it will be happening here tonight against the San Antonio Spurs, but definitely something to keep our eyes on. Now let's go ahead and move to the forward positions in the front court on FanDuel tonight, Brett. Yeah, so I'm going to go over to the probably the best player on the slate, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo in a pretty big game, Davis, going up against the Chicago Bulls. I think this game matters for the Bucks, so uh, that's why I'm spending up for Giannis here. Uh, both these teams in the Central Division, record's pretty close, so uh, I like Giannis. Miles Bridges for the Charlotte Hornets tonight, going up against the OKC Thunder, Davis. Uh, it's a slightly easier matchup. I th imagine Dort will be on one of the guards, whether that be uh, Terry Rozier or LaMelo Ball. So I think that frees up uh, Miles Bridges in some matchups here. Maybe he has an Isaiah Roby or uh, a Darius Baisley or, uh, you know, one of these uh, smaller, skinnier bigs on him uh, in this matchup. Scotty Barnes for the Raptors going up against the Wizards. Uh, I think it's a pretty good matchup for Scotty Barnes, most likely to be defended by Kuzma, would be my guess. So uh, he's got to be liking that matchup. And then uh, Daron Sharps played really well for the Brooklyn Nets uh, over the last few games here, Davis. Uh, filling in for, you know, whatever's going on with Nick, Nick Claxton. And then um, all, LaMarcus Aldridge is struggling for a few games, he, although he looked really good against the Wizards. So Daron Sharp... Um, I'm, look, I'm hoping the Nets are up big in this one, and De'Ron Sharp gets a lot of these minutes at the big position here. And then Kevin Looney starting at the center spot for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, look, they play Houston tonight. Houston does not have the greatest bigs in the world. Uh, look, Golden State struggled recently, Davis, so uh, I think their starters are going to be out there. Although Clay Thompson is sitting tonight. He played last night um, sitting tonight, so... Maybe Looney gets a few more touches uh, because Clay's going to take his 13 to 15 shots a night. So uh, a few more shots to go around for everyone else. Yeah, no doubt about that. I, I got to say, I'm not a fan of playing Kevon Looney when he is priced up like this. Not that he's a, a bad player or whatever, but uh, Looney is is certainly, um, you know, what's the kindest way? To, he's got He's got a little bit of a limited ceiling, right? He very rarely is going to get past, you know, 28 29 minutes uh very rarely is gonna you know <laughs> not gonna have um you know an explosion of points all that often a couple of the other guys who i think are are potentially options al horford looks very cheap against the portland trailblazers um what do we think that the clippers do at center tonight against the philadelphia 76ers could we see uh, a bigger minutes game from ivaka zubach he is priced 
all the way down there. Um, you know, maybe even a Baca who is at 3,900. Do you like either of those guys against, uh, you know, the, the 76ers play a, a center 48 minutes a night? Yeah, um, I'm not really sure what the <laughs> Clippers will do. Uh, Zubak, obviously, if he's on the floor for, you know, north of 20 minutes, could be a good option. Uh, Clippers, kind of their roster's all over the place. They got Nick Batum leading them in scoring some nights, and uh, BJ Boston coming off the bench leading them in threes some nights. So, um, look, Wayne Gabriel... Uh, another guy that could, you know, find himself some minutes here, Davis, somehow he could play center and they could play small ball, right? Because he's really like, you know, 6'9", 6'10", kind of four, but maybe they play him up a position. So uh, I, I have no idea what the Clippers are really going to do. Um, the other night they just like randomly benched Marcus Morris. So uh, that kind of hurt one of my fantasy lineups. I didn't see that till late. So uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of staying away from the Clippers, not really too interested in buying into their rotation. Cause it's, it's a little unpredictable right now. It, uh, I mean, that, that is one of the things that we've seen in, um, you know, these, the, this season right now is when there are multiple star players out with actual injuries, and then we have the health and safety protocols layered in on top of that. You know, we don't necessarily know about guys' fitness, right? Like, okay, did they have a symptomatic case of COVID? Did they have an asymptomatic case and they're feeling, uh, you know, good to go? That is definitely a little bit of, you know, an interesting wrinkle that we haven't had to deal with in years past. Some of the other options that I'm going to throw out for the folks if they are playing tonight on FanDuel. Uh, John Morant is priced at 9100 against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, that is a super important matchup for these teams, right? Because they're both angling for the playoffs. They are going to be directly in competition for the same playoff slot. So I think that is fairly interesting. And Nicole Jokic, 11,900 against Memphis. I think that is a fairly interesting spot as well. If you guys are playing NBA DFS tonight on FanDuel or on any website, definitely make sure to check out dailyroto.com. You're going to get free NBA DFS projections and optimizing tools. So go ahead and sign up and use those. We're going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. When we return, Craig will be chatting with Jim Sanis about FanDuel NFL DFS. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to this Football Friday of Fantasy Sports Today. We're closing in on only a few Football Fridays left. Of course, we got our buddy Jim Sanis 
from FanDuel and Numberfire to walk us through some of the DFS numbers. Two slates this weekend, a Saturday slate and a Sunday slate. Jim, it's great to be with you once again here on the show. Are you ready for divisional round action? Yeah, I feel like I'm extra itchy for this one, Craig, just because the wildcard weekend was kind of underwhelming. But then you look at the, the matchups here and it's like, OK, I can get pretty jazzed about all these. There are some kind of bummer injuries, especially along the offensive line. But hey, I mean, should still be good football, a lot of good quarterback play. So I am ready for this weekend of football. How about you? Yeah, it's got to be better than last week. Let's just be yeah. honest. OK, I mean, across the board, <laughs> I mean, we, we really didn't get a signature game, got some right. signature moments. But so overblown. I'm so yeah. tired of hearing about that that play at the end of the game with with uh, San Francisco and yeah. Dallas. Congratulations, Dallas. You should have had one more play. Great. From the 40s, you're still playing. <laughs> like I, I mean, craziness to keep talking right. about this. Let's move on. Let's start off with the Saturday slate, and we're going to go through the quarterbacks here on FanDuel for the players that are playing in this. Of course, the the pool is now thin. Uh, we have Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers is priced in the Saturday night game at 8,400. Joe Burrow as Cincinnati takes on Tennessee at 7,700. Ryan Tannehill of the Titans against Cincinnati at 7,300. And then Jimmy Garoppolo is priced at 6,500 going into his game this week. Trey Lance a little bit below that, but I can't imagine Jim taking a shot on Lance is worthwhile. Yeah, probably not because he's probably not going to be playing for this week just because Garoppolo sounds like he'll give it a go despite that shoulder injury. So to me, quarterback is about Rodgers and Burrow. And I think Rodgers is number one. He's been downgraded here because David Bakhtiari is questionable. Marquez Valdez scaling is doubtful. And those two things do matter quite a bit for Rodgers, given Bakhtiari would have been a big re-addition to this team. Valdez Scantling is the field stretcher here that they've got. So not having him does matter, and it does downgrade him. But I still think he's above Burrow for this slate. For the four-game slate, I think it knocks him below Mahomes and Josh Allen. But I think for this one specifically, it's Rodgers one. He's just not as much in a tier of his own as he would have been had MBS and Bakhtiari been healthy. So it's Rodgers one, Burrow two. Uh, and it's a tighter gap than it would have been had Rodgers' team been at full health. Yeah, and that, that's always the thing. And I think the same issue you could say about Tampa Bay, although a little bit more clarity, it yeah. feels like, heading into the weekend with them. All right, so uh, at running back, let's just make the full assumption that Derrick Henry is full go, and he's priced at 9000 for the Titans, finally, back this week. Joe Mixon is at 7,800 against that tough Titans run defense. Aaron Jones is 7,500. Elijah Mitchell, 7,300. A.J. Dillon, a pretty significant tick down here at 6,100. And then, uh, you know, Deontay Foreman is 5,500. But I, I can't imagine the only way that Foreman can sort of cash for you here is if something adverse happened to Henry, I guess. Yeah, I think that's the one path there. So to me, this slate is all about Eli Mitchell at $7,300 being kind of the standout here, playing for the 49ers against a bad Packers rush defense. If they can run, they will. And there are situations where the game script gets out of control here and Mitchell doesn't pay off, but that's not the most likely scenario. So I think he's number one. Number two is probably Derrick Henry. I have some concerns around his workload here, given that, you know, he might not get a full workload. I'm thinking he will close enough to his full total. And the good thing, Craig, is that his salary has been reduced. He's 9,000. If it were full Derrick Henry, you know, with no injury, he'd be 95, 97, somewhere in there. But, you know, there are definitely some concerns there, and that does impact my exposure. The way I want to play running back, Craig, is only two per lineup. Usually I'm a running back in the flex guy almost no matter what on FanDuel with the half PPR scoring. But I think this weekend for this specific two-game slate, I will be sticking to two running backs, 
you know, going Mitchell for most of the lineups there, mixing in Mixon, mixing in Henry, mixing in some Aaron Jones, just in case his workload gets better during the playoffs. But it's really a two running back slate for me. Feels that way. Uh, the wide receivers in this slate, pretty solid. It feels like this is the better of yeah. the two slates between Saturday and Sunday, at least to me. Uh, Devontae Adams is 8,700. Debo Samuel, 8,600. So you could start with those. Uh, Jamar Chase, of course, has had a fantastic year. He's 8,200. Boy, A.J. Brown uh, has potential to have a huge game at any time. He is 7,600. T. Higgins is 6,400. Alan Lazard at 6,000. Brandon Ayuk below that at 5,900. And, and look, I mean, I've gotten seven, eight wide receivers here. I feel like there's some decent options. There really are. And I, I want to get to Devontae Adams as often as possible. He gets upgraded here with no Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So give me Devontae as, as much as I can handle. Similar thought for A.J. Brown at $7,600, just a bit under salary there. But we're going to need some salary savers because running back is not going to help us in that department. So the guys that stand up to me are T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, and Julio Jones. Higgins, rough week last week. That hurt me a lot for sure, but still a good workload for $6,400. Brandon Ayuk, good workload too. Julio, Nine targets in week 18, four of those were at least 16 yards downfield. So kind of risky, but also kind of frisky. So let's go some Julio this week at $5,600 and see what happens. And I'll need that salary. So we'll see what happens and ride with Julio here. Why not? I mean, we didn't do it for like 18 weeks. We may as well well get started (laughs) now before the season ends. Uh, All right, let's just spend 30 seconds here on tight end. It's either Kittle, Uzama, or Ferkser, basically. I, I don't know. I mean, would you yeah. go with this Packers tight end? Would you take a shot there? Yeah, I think that to me, it's Uzama one, Kittle two, just because I want to spend as little at this position as, as possible. Uzama helps that at 65. I'm okay with the Guara at times. Um, I think that he's like, a, you know, if I have five Uzama lineups, four Kittle, I go one to Guara, kind of in that range. But it really is just kind of, you know, just mix and match and kind of hope you hit the, the right guy. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely the case for tight end. All right, so now let's move on to the Sunday slate, which is definitely the quarterback slate. We have Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills as they take on the Chiefs on Sunday night, 8,800. Mahomes is 8,500. Tom Brady is 7,800. And then Matthew Stafford is 7,400. You could save some money on Stafford, but my gosh, I don't know. I mean, it feels like the other three options are, are significantly better. Yeah, I was really tempted by Brady. But with Tristan Wurst and Ryan Jensen both being banged up, that does lower him a decent amount. If we got word that Wurst will go on Sunday, then I could talk myself into Brady for sure. But if if not for that, I think that it really is about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I have Allen one, Mahomes two. Allen is one. Because of the rushing, 68 rushing yards per game uh, ever since they've kind of unleashed him in that realm. So Allen is one, Mahomes two. Feel really good about both those guys. But if we get word that Wurst will play, I am okay bumping up Tom Brady and making him not quite the same tier, but just a half tick below those two guys. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And and look, I I think that Brady with the offensive lineman to me is my favorite probably of the weekend. All right, uh, the running backs uh, slate here is uh, pretty thin. Let's be honest. Uh, We have Devin Singletary, 7,200. And then you're just taking dice rolls everywhere here. I mean, I got Fournette at 7,000, assuming he's going to play. I mean, can McKinnon repeat the matchup he had last week? He is 6,000. Uh, I'll skip over Edward Hilaire. I can't imagine playing him, but you know, Cam Akers is 5,700. I got no one else. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I got, I, got, I got no running back options this week. What are you going to do about this? Honestly, that's a good thing. You know, just don't overcomplicate it. Use Devin Singletary. Use Cam Akers. Sprinkle in some Fournette uh, just based on, you know, the fact that he could get a good workload there. But to me, Singletary and Akers are the probably the best two plays of the entire weekend uh, across both slates. Everything else is a step down from them for sure. Singletary, just a tremendous workload. 
$7,200 for what he's been doing recently. Not just like, I mean, the touchdowns could regress, but like the yardage has been good too. So I love Singletary. Akers at 57, if you assume he gets the same workload he had last week, he's a good play. If that workload gets jacked up, he is a phenomenal play. And I think there's a chance that does happen. So to me, Singletary and Akers, the top two running backs of the entire weekend and the guys you focus on for this Sunday only slate. Yeah, just to show the uh, the success that you have to have as a fantasy analyst, find me one fantasy analyst in the world one month ago today on December 20th recommending in the playoffs we'll be using Devin Singletary <laughs> and Cam Akers right. as our playoff running backs on the DFS slate. If that doesn't summarize fantasy football, I don't know what will. All right, over to wide receiver, we've got Cooper Cup playing against the Buccaneers. He is at 9,500. Mike Evans is, is uh, 8,300, so that's 1,200 down. Tyree Kill, 8,200. I got Diggs here at 7,800. I'll stop at Odell Beckham Jr. at 6,500, although there are some okay options, I think, below that mark. But Beckham is sort of the line here, I feel like. Definitely is. And that does push me towards wanting to get to the high salary receivers. But I think the good thing, Craig, is with Akers and Singletary being the running backs, you can get back up to Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Tyree Kill. I think you could probably get two in a good number of your lineups. You do want to save some salary for tight end for sure. But I want to get to, to Evans and Tyreek Hill in a lot of lineups because I think they've got, you know, good situations, offenses that trust their quarterbacks. And that's pretty valuable to me for the value receivers. I'm probably highest on Gabriel Davis, the bills. Uh, you know, I think that he'll be out there a lot, whether it's as a run blocker or as a receiver. So I think that Davis is my favorite lower salary guy, but I'll probably just mix and match in him. Emmanuel Sanders, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, maybe Rashad Perriman, if he's cleared or Tyler Johnson, but to me, it's more so about the Bills, guys. The value receiver is much less on this slate than it is on the Saturday-only slate. Yep, no, definitely appears that way. Okay, tight ends, I recognize some some names here, so that's <laughs> a good thing. I've got Travis Kelsey here, and he is priced in the Sunday night game at 8200 Rob Gronkowski is 7100 Even Dawson Knox is playable. He is 6500 Tyler Higby, 5400 and uh, I mean, hey, look, Cameron Braid is it's not impossible that this guy scores a touchdown. So I'll mention him at forty five hundred, but five, uh, you know, five well, four really playable tight ends and maybe a fifth. Yeah, I think they're all legit. Uh, I'm very down for them. And honestly, like the lowest salary guy there, Tyler Higby is not bad. He's at a 19% target share in the games he has played since their bye week. So since Odell Beckham became a big factor in that offense, Higby's been a big factor too. So I don't hate on that. I, I just want to make sure I don't go too hard at Higby and restrict my exposure to Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, because those two guys are truly, truly elite options. I like Gronk a lot this week at 71. Jalen Ramsey may see some Mike Evans. I could funnel some more targets towards Gronk. I still have Evans, by the way. But like, I think that Gronk could get bumped up there. So uh, some Higby for sure. But I do want to get to Gronk pretty often here. All right. Well, Jim, the uh, the fun part is that we got great games this weekend. The sad part is that no more Saturday, Sunday games. This is yeah. it. So <laughs> we just have the, uh, the championship next week. Thanks again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And as always, good luck with all of your picks and also the DFS selections this week. Thanks again. Thank you. Same to you, Craig. We'll take a quick break and be back with more fantasy sports today after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Make sure you are following us on social media, on Twitter, at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. Gives you the latest news, notes, information, of course, picks against the spread. Funny videos, good videos, interesting videos. Follow us there, at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV right now. we got 18 hours of live programming going on here. Also, we will be producing a special show for you, I believe, coming up next Thursday. Davis and I and Matt Stryker, Joe Pizzapia, all of us here at SportsGrid will be uh, hosting the 2021 Fantasy Football Awards show, where we will give out several awards with all of our hosts, all of the players that made your teams great, made your teams poor, Davis. I know uh, it's a fun conversation to have to kind of take a look back and see who did what. We waited long enough. I feel like next week it's time to roll it out. Yeah, you're right. We definitely, um, you know, we've waited long enough. I think we could have done it the week after the season ended, but uh, it'll be nice. It'll be nice to go back and do sort of a retrospective. What went right? What went wrong? What can we learn for next year? All of that good stuff. I am certainly looking forward to it, and uh, we'll probably learn some stuff as we go back through. All right, hopefully so. Let's see what we learn on today's show. Let's turn it over to Brett for a little fantasy or reality. All right. Well, starting off today, we're talking about the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars because both teams have uh, spoken to or interviewed, depending on who the sources are, uh, with Josh McCown, former NFL quarterback, uh, was a career backup for a long time, but has spoken to two teams about potential head coaching openings. So Davis, we'll start with you for this one. Josh McCown would make a good NFL head coach. Is this a fantasy or reality? Uh yeah, this is a fantasy. What what are what are we doing here? Uh you know, I mean like this is like basically uh why all the criticisms for NFL teams and their hiring processes, it's why they all have grounding, right? There's one black coach left in the NFL. Is Eric Bieniemy going to get an interview here? And then even beyond that, even beyond all of the racism that we know that exists in this hiring, these are billion dollar, billion with a B companies. Uh, why, why are we hiring guys we know? Why is the list of his coaches guys I can name, guys I remember? Oh, I remember Josh McCown. He'd be a good head coach. How about maybe a head coach who like actually uh, you know, has some ideas that can push the game of football forward? How about a guy like Brandon Staley who – is going to implement, you know, mathematical processes, analytical processes that we know are going to make the teams better and is going to get us more points and win us more games than maybe our talent level would deserve. This is a joke. Um, I, I would be disappointed if McCown got this job. So I am going to say fantasy would not make a good NFL coach. 
Yeah, it's true. We really, it's funny, every year we really know most of the names. Uh, it's very rare to hear like a Nick Sirianni and say like, who is that? Like the 49ers offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, th this is a this is a tough one here. Usually I, I definitely give you a fantasy or a reality. I don't have no idea if Josh McCown's going to be a good head coach or not. I mean, this is almost impossible to answer because he's got zero experience whatsoever. The only thing I remember about Josh McCown was that last year, he was on like the practice squad, but was still coaching his kids like high school team. And I don't even know if it was high school. It was like some, some team before uh, McCown played for the dolphins. I know that for, for like a year or two. And like, he was okay. He was pretty good with the media, but the problem here is that this sends a horrible statement to the rest of the league in order to do this. You know, I, I was, it was interesting. We, we were talking the other day and I was like, yeah, like, look, you're the owner. You get to hire your buddies. You get to hire your friends. And I think there is a degree of that that is true. You want to hire your son? I mean, look, Jerry Jones has his sons running the team. Understand that. But there is definitely the element of qualification for a head coaching job in the NFL. And what does McCown have? So I'm going to guess that this is just getting McCown ready to be some sort of coach somewhere where it's like a soft landing from, wow, he was talked about being the head coach out of nowhere for nothing. It was nonsense to being like just like a regular quarterbacks coach or something like that. That's my guess here. So I'll have to say fantasy, of course, but I really don't know the answer to that. Brett, you're on mute, bud. We have a big divisional round coming up where uh, <clears throat> all four home teams are pretty sizable favorites, all more than a field goal this weekend. So, Craig, we'll start with you for this one. All home, all four home teams will win. They don't have to cover, just win this weekend. Craig, is this a fantasy or reality? Okay, so uh, I was completely off on a lot of my opinions last week here on the show. I got to make that clear. Like, like wild card weekend, usually a dog weekend. It was definitely not the case. So I have a choice to make here. Either I can go with what I saw last week or go with what I've seen in the last, I don't know, when did I start watching football? I started watching, uh, I'm 48, so I started watching baseball very young. I would say I hit football around 9, 10, 11 years old, almost 40 years. There's no way this is happening. There's no way. There is no way this is going to go all chalk this weekend. I don't believe it. I can't believe it. We have got to be surprised with something in the NFL in the playoffs. Are you literally telling me that on Saturday, Tennessee is going to win by 10? And then Saturday night, Green Bay is going to win by 17. And then Sunday, Tampa Bay is going to win by 10. And then Sunday night, Kansas City is going to win by 7 or 8. And that's it. And we're just going to go into Monday and come back here and go, oh, yeah, it just kind of went like it did last week, which was all boring. No way. Something crazy has got to happen this week. Fantasy. At least one road team has got to win. I mean, at least one road team has got to win, right? I mean, are we going to have a playoffs full of chalk? I guess we had the San Francisco 49ers beat the Cowboys, but everyone sort of expected that, right? They were the popular underdog selection of the week. So I am, I'm going to say that this is a fantasy as well, and I will even uh, call my shot here. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to go into the number one seed Tennessee Titans, and not only are they going to cover – the three and a half points, but they are going to win this game outright and head to the AFC conference championship. Um, that is, that is my, that is, I, I think the most likely upset. I mean, well, 
I suppose the Bills is the most likely Buffalo. one, but I, I can't even, yeah, I can't even, I'm not even going to entertain that possibility. So we're going to go with the Bengals, but uh, certainly I think one of these road teams is going to come in and, uh, and win. All right. Well, our last one of the day, Peloton announced that they're going to stop produ- production on uh, some of their bikes and some of their treadmills due to a decrease in demand. Uh, obviously, Pelotons were huge during the pandemic. So, Davis, we'll start with you for this one. You have a Peloton in your house, treadmill, bike, anything. Is this a fantasy or reality? So, funny enough that uh, this shows up today, and I assume that uh, Brett is probably reading the headlines and seeing that Peloton stock is getting absolutely destroyed right now. They have stopped production on a bunch of their bikes because the demand that was there during the height of the pandemic is gone. But I would really like to have a Peloton in my house. And my, my strategy this entire time, Craig, has been to wait for this moment, to wait when people don't want them anymore, when people are getting back to the gym, and find someone on Craigslist, eBay, Facebook Marketplace, whatever, who's like, I, you know, I, I bought this for myself. I never use it. You know, it was a, it was a version of myself I thought would exist. That, that person doesn't exist. You can have this bike for 50% of what I paid for it. I haven't found it yet. I don't need a Peloton. I go to the gym uh, all the time. I don't need it, but I would like to have it. You know, right now in, uh, in, in Missouri, it's about four degrees outside. Feels like negative 10. Uh, even my even my five minute drive to the gym in the morning is is intolerable. It is the worst part of my day. Absolutely hate it. Uh, so I would like to not have to do that. Um, I have a I have a crappy old exercise bike, like one that would be in your grandma's basement that I bought last year when you know no one was leaving their house. But uh, you know it's 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 seen its better days. So uh, fantasy, I don't have one yet. But I am I am on the lookout for someone who is abandoning theirs right now. Yeah, this is also a fantasy for me. I I, I do have a, a treadmill in my house, and and it is kind of old. I'm I'm gonna say if I'm thinking about this right, I, I I'm gonna say it's probably ten years old. You know, and maybe that's not so old in treadmill life. I don't know, uh, and use it every day. So uh, that I definitely do use. But I, I think what we're finding out now. And whether or not we're really out of this pandemic, no one knows for sure, are the things that peaked during the pandemic and are now fading away. You know, like we're, we're learning of those things, uh, exercise material inside the house, because as you said, people can go out. That's definitely number one. We have definitely seen the rush for sports cards and graded cards. We did so much of that discussion uh, last year. We've seen that now. Uh, sort of, you know, start to go the other way. Uh, I mean, I always make fun, but Davis Netflix released the Tiger King 2. Nobody watched it. it. Nobody watched it. Nobody was interested in it. At the time the, the first one came out, it was like, wow, this is new and we have nothing else. Let's watch it. So I think slowly but surely, these indications of things that are now going the other way uh, we're, we're strictly based on we're bored, we're home, we have nothing to do, so let's find something. And I and I and I do think, unfortunately, Peloton uh, sort of falls under that. But I don't know. Like, is is Peloton a huge upgrade over a standard treadmill, Davis? In your mind, like, is this something that I should pursue? I've never used one before. 
So I think the bike is a lot better. I've only used I've only used one once, but the bike is definitely better than your average one. But I think what people get the most out of Peloton is first, you know, there and and lots of gyms use this. Uh, Orange Theory is one of the ones that uses, but they, it actually costs quite a bit. Which you might be like, well, why would I want to buy something expensive? But there is kind of this human psychology thing of this costs me quite a bit. So I better use it. That way I'm not just throwing the money down the drain. So not only do you have to pay for the bike, but you also pay for monthly a monthly membership where you get access to like all the classes and everything. And people love the classes, right? They have their favorite instructors, their favorite classes, yada yada, so on and so forth. So look, I mean, I would I would really like to have one. I, I am definitely coming out and saying I would like to have one. I'm not paying sticker though. I am not going to the Peloton website and and paying sticker for it i will i will find the guy who bought one you know in november of 2020 it sat in his basement and now it's an expensive coat rack and he's like just get this out of my house i don't i don't want it anymore um that that is my strategy right now yeah and and look i I think i think you'll probably have some success with that um i mean i i think you could pick up a lot of things on the cheap over the last year that people bought they figured that they don't need them anymore um you know, for me, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sort of a creature of habit. I know how, and I'm good with technology. I mean, obviously, I'm getting myself on the air every day with, with LTN, but I, I really, I'm kind of fine with with what I have. It, it takes for me to to invest in something like that, Davis. I'm I'm very much like like the movies. Like I've told you, I got to watch YouTube videos. I got to understand it. Like before I got into crypto, I must have been watching like six months worth of like the youtube videos just like what is it how does it work you know before i even made my first purchase like i just purchased a thermal printer for the first time here because i'm just sick and tired of buying ink and uh, and it took me like months to just get around to doing it i'm like let me look at the right one so that's kind of you know who i am here i don't know what it says about me but that's sort of a deal all right we got the sports grid 60 coming up next on this friday don't go away on the grid SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Make sure you catch me, Joe Pizapia, and Matt Stryker this Sunday, 8 a.m. Eastern, as we take a look at the Sunday divisional games right here on Fantasy Sports Today. We'll also have a special Super Bowl edition of the show as Sports Grid's going on the road to Los Angeles. But, of course, we will have our fantasy information covered for you on Super Bowl Sunday. We have the Sports Grid 60 and Davis Matic on deck, so let's get to it. 
So heading into this weekend, what I what I really want is uh, we cannot have a repeat of what the Dallas Cowboys did to me, Craig. I really do not want to be walking in on Monday, Kansas City Chiefs, you know, Mahomes throws a pick six, Clyde Edwards hilarious fumbles, and they get beat at home by 14 points in an embarrassing effort. I am uh, and also, you know what? After the year we've had, you know, we had all the injuries and the crazy COVID stuff and everyone in the league on the COVID list, we deserve a great NFL game, you know, a a Hall of Fame NFL Films classic between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. So uh, I I am very much hoping for a, you know, a 54-51. Mahomes has the best game of his life. You know, the, the two quarterbacks are throwing haymakers. I just, please, please do not have this game this weekend be bad. Can't imagine who is not watching that game on Sunday night. I don't know. I mean, you really don't like sports if you're watching that game Sunday night. Uh, all right. Well, we lost two celebrities in the last 24 hours. Kind of sad. Um, very sad. Uh, Meatloaf, the uh, great rock and roll singer, and also very big fantasy baseball player passed away. Uh, and, and also Louis Anderson, comedian, of course, for many, many years passed away. Some people remember him most for his one scene in, uh, in Coming to America. But back to Meatloaf for a minute. Meatloaf uh, used to go on radio shows talking fantasy baseball and, and was a big fan of drafting and one of the original really celebrities to be into that. So rest in peace to uh, Meatloaf. Also rest in peace, of course, to Louis Anderson today as well. That will do it for our show today. Thanks over to our friends at LTN and for Danny on the graphics and for Brett Levy and David Maddock. I'm Craig Mish. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you again here on Monday. Great, great. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.